everybody, and welcome to Powerful Stuff. Welcome. We have some really powerful stuff for you today involving archetypes and shadows and radical ownership over all sides of ourselves, and how this actually can allow us to free ourselves from the annoyance, the frustration, the anger at how other people treat us or show up for us in life. And we're going to kick it off with a little anecdote from Eileen, who had the creative genius behind today's episode. Then we'll get right into our three breaths, our little meditation musing moment, personal anecdotes, the good, the bad, the dirty around archetypes and shadows. And then we'll end with a few journaling questions, reflections, takeaways for you all before Eileen and I head off to our very LA moment, our mastermind with our friend where we all workshop our ideas and supercharge them together. Powerful friendships. Powerful friendships. Breed powerful stuff. Breed powerful friendships. Sure do. Um, Okay, Eileen, let's kick it off with your story of how today came to be. (laughs) We're at the edge of our seats. Well, we're going to start with a little personal story because that is just a fun way to get into it. So fun. So fun. So I was talking with a girlfriend this weekend about some recent dating experiences. <laughs> Oops, I meant to do the other <laughs> one. I'm just going to let that play out for a second. <laughs> okay, sorry. I should have those permissions revoked. <laughs> no, I love it. I can just see you ready to dive down there and press it. Okay. Um, so we're talking about dating, we're talking about some recent situations and the topic comes up of reacting, how you react when a situation basically doesn't go to plan. So, you know, there are these common stories of the guy really chasing and then once he conquers, he sort of loses interest and then you wonder what happened or maybe it just starts out a little slowly and you see something and maybe he doesn't quite see the whole picture and you feel like you have to do some convincing, whatever it is. Sometimes we wind up in a dynamic where we're just not treated or wanted the way that we want to be. And (laughs) when this has happened in the past, myself and I know my friend and so many of our friends have reacted with this feeling of kind of a bruised ego and just feeling like we expected something different and we just turn into this sort of like scorned woman And so this is where the archetype comes in because I started reading about archetypes and realizing that this feeling we had, this feeling of like, I need to now avenge for like all women in history who haven't been treated correctly, you know, or have been abused or worse. It's like you go into this deep, dark state and all that happened is this person just like maybe isn't that into it. But you just become this, this unleash, this like powerful force that is coursing through generations. Um, And so thinking about where that comes from, it's like that really only manifests if you haven't observed that part of yourself. So we get into kind of the shadowy parts of the shadow sides. These (laughs) Extra shadowy. (laughs) Extra shadowy hidden from (laughs) ourselves, the subconscious. Um, And so I was just thinking about that and how it only is solved when we are addressing that behavior within ourselves. So like previously, I would try to look at these situations with dating and say, you know, I know that this tends to happen when I get upset or emotional 
And so I want to change my behavior and I want to act the way I act at work or I want to act the way I act with friends, Mm -hmm. which is with confidence and security and a sense of self and not a bruised ego. And the reality is it's so difficult to tap into those parts of yourself because this is an emotional reaction. And when the emotional reaction takes over, you sort of lose your sense of consciousness. And that's when these shadow sides really like to emerge and play themselves out. Right. Yeah. When it feels like it's really running the show because it's been tightly suppressed in Pandora's box for so long. Exactly. And it's like, this is my perfect moment. Exactly. You are weak. You are vulnerable. You forget kind of where you are and who you are. Right. And then you get to be the the person saying, why does this always happen to me? Mm-hmm. Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep acting this way? Right. Versus like, how can I take radical ownership over what I have allowed, whether it's uh, me choosing to stay in it or how I'm bothered by it or what do, what do I want to step into that I see that this person is having their own patterns and their own hurts and I am able to see that objectively and choose to what degree I'm involved in it. Exactly, because then we get into the shadow male and the male, when he's fully expressed, you know, can have the masculine and feminine, but the shadow masculine is the shutdown and it's that popular trope of like, just being ice cold and not wanting to deal with any emotions and just feeling like any expression is too much. And like you're saying, if you can kind of see things clearly, you can see that he's falling into this shadow side and he's probably going through something where he hasn't seen the darkness within himself or wanted to acknowledge that. Yes. So before we dive fully into it, should we do our little meditative moment around it? We better. We better before we just get too deep in the rabbit hole. So if everyone just wants to close your eyes or if you're driving or walking, just taking three deep breaths. So take a deep breath in and open mouth exhale. Another deep breath in, pulling up to the crown of your head. And exhale, sigh it out. And third and deepest breath in. And exhaling it out. And as you're... Gaze is turned inward and we're starting to breathe into our own shadow side, which is the sides of ourselves we feel ashamed or embarrassed about or that we keep suppressed or hidden. Breathing into the tightness of wherever you've boxed away your own shadow side. Noticing where you feel it in your body. Bringing awareness to it almost like you're walking into it, like you're walking into a closet. And in the closet, you might feel fear, you might feel anxiety or resistance. But as you go into this space in your shadow side, Realizing once you're in the closet, you turn the light on. There's not a monster there, but just your scared, younger self who just wants you to love and accept them just as they are. And they're holding a big megaphone, shouting scary things, 
that hit your ears is this dark and powerful shadow side. So you have them put down the megaphone, get down to their eyes at eye level, so maybe you're on your knees and just telling them that it's all okay, that you love them no matter what and there's nothing they can do to scare you. And just asking your inner child or your shadow side what they need from you to feel loved and accepted and heard. And then thanking them, giving them a little hug. And feeling the shadow and the light exist in the space in your body, both at the same time, breathing both in. Diffusing both out. And then another deep breath in. Breathing in the shadow and the light. And exhaling it out. And then third breath in to start to come back into this space, opening your eyes. Great. Wow. And just to, yeah, piggyback off what you were saying, and if you're new to our LA or self-development jargon, shadow sides are parts of ourselves that we keep hidden, that we're embarrassed about, that we're afraid will um, make us seem less than. They might not even be things that we're conscious of. They might just be like kind of dark and hidden patterns. Um, But yeah, as you were saying, it's so true. When we don't acknowledge them, they end up acting out or sabotaging us in certain ways, whether it's sabotaging connection with a potential romantic partner sabotaging connection with friends and and also if someone else has been disinterested in us or scorns us and it can cause us to have a overly dramatic exactly um, reaction. reaction yeah and I've even noticed that come about in such subtle ways which sort of proves the point like it could be it doesn't even have to be a full rejection. It can be someone just canceling plans. Right. And setting their own boundary. Right. And all of a sudden, you just feel this. And you're like, how dare you? <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, exactly. same. <laughs> right. And so then you start thinking about this fine line between, okay, I understand it. I see it. I might be able to kind of give my shadow some light so that it doesn't freak out so badly, but I still want to maintain my boundaries and my sense of self and my self-worth. And so then you start to be able to like make that distinction between what's my self-worth and my boundary and what's this like complete overreaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhat unrelated, <laughs> but then I'll circle <laughs> back to that point, is a lyric that I wrote in 2000 and... 13 was Maybe My Shadow Needs a Light. There we go. It was for my song Maybe I Won't Come Home Tonight actually about knowing that someone was about to break up with me or like that he was basically treating me like shit and I'm like, should I hold on or should I just let myself myself go and cut the cord? Well, that's so interesting too because really these shadows that we see in other people are just projections from ourselves. So you were like, almost realizing that, that it was all coming from you. Totally. Well, and I think this all comes to the point of like the radical ownership piece of, you know, from that guy's end, he just was like not ready to date at 
all. Mm-hmm. But and so I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe he's doing this. Da da da. But it's like my self worth was so low romantically to believe I de- deserved like good love that I was like, well, I guess I'll stay. Or I kept making excuses or chose to not see that the signs that he was cheating on me, which I confirmed later, um, versus being like, I deserve better than this and walking away. But I was always making excuses because I was like, oh, well, he's so great and he's tall and he's British and he plays guitar. Right. Versus like, I deserve to be treated better than this. It's, you know, it's his own journey to go on to solve his his self. But yeah, it was about my own boundaries, Mm -hmm. truly. And I see that now. It was what I allowed to tolerate. And I think too, in my own shadow work, I realized it's not to be mad at myself for it, but to have compassion and to love all sides of myself, to love my light side and my dark side. Um, As if they were, I like to say how we have inner children, I call our shadow side. Like we have inner children, they're actually twins. We have a light and a dark one. And so not just to celebrate and congratulate the one who's doing well, but to also give love to the one that's struggling and to be like, I get it, it's hard. And it's not to say you'll keep feeding it, but it's the same as you soothe a child having a temper tantrum. You're not going to be like, okay, you're crying because you want all the candy in the candy store. I'm going to give you all the candy. No, you'd say like, it's okay. Like that makes sense that you're crying. That's frustrating, but you don't have to give in right. to their demands. And so I think that was just with me, with my shadow side of like, I get it, Meredith. Like that was, you wanted to be loved. I feel that. That's really hard. Like that's okay. That's okay. And you still deserve better and we're getting there and I'm proud of you and you learned a lot and you wrote a song. (laughs) I love that so much. That's so true. And it's interesting to hear you say that because I think for me and something that you really helped me with was taking that little dark twin child out of the shadow twin, the shadow twin. It was kind of being locked in a dungeon, you know, and it was like, I can remember even going on dates and guys being like a guy being like, I hope you're always like this smiley and jubilant and like jovial, you know, and like people just seeing that. And then me, of course, only wanting to show that because I felt like if I unlocked that little child out, out of the dark shadow room, like there was no end in sight, you know, mm-hmm. like it might take over. I might just fall into this darkness and like never come out of it. Or I might just unleash it on someone. And then God forbid, like I just, you know, like suffocate them with this. And that was really the fear I had. And you were the person who sort of sort of slowly opened that. And like each time it opened a little, everything was fine. Right. And you weren't scared. Right. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, And I think it's just, it's such a reminder of our self-love and our self-worth when we are able to know that all sides of ourself are deserving and all sides of ourself deserve to be seen and deserve to be held and how wonderful for whoever you do open your heart to, to be able to see that side of you. Um, And how on on like kind of the male archetypes that you were touching on, how wonderful for men to integrate and step into their king energy Mm -hmm. by getting to show vulnerability and to hold space for ours. And I remember a relationship coach once once told me uh, like part of the woman's job or 
like the feminine essence, if you will, is to be the moral compass for the man, for the masculine. And part of the masculine energy is to serve as the mountain and to hold the space for allowance of all the feminine emotions. And that is like a beautiful, uh, harmonious blend of feminine and masculine energy at their like king and queen level. I love that way of looking at it. And then even if you look at the sort of darker, shadowy sides of them, if you see the masculine as um, kind of boundless and erratic and, you know, just wanting to be free and you see the feminine as wanting to be more restrictive and hold it down, even that is really beautiful. And when you look at Greek mythology and kind of these fairy tales, it's like this idea that he wouldn't fly without her kind of holding her down, him down. Like there's no, and there's no need to be free without the restriction or the constriction. So even those parts work so nicely together and are inextricable. Right. I'm just smiling because, you know, a huge theme of my relationship with Spencer is safety and freedom. I do know. Oh my God. (laughs) And our friend Christy, who just walked in for a mastermind, knows as well. Um, (laughs) safety and freedom (laughs) well I kept explaining to Spencer like when he he exactly when he was on his big road trip how we met he was motorcycling from Vancouver to Ushuaia and he's like this road trip is all about me being free and to him it meant he could be open to any possibility and um, (laughs) uh, a relationship coach actually said that it was like him being fucked by the world so he was actually in his feminine energy because he's just like I want to just receive whatever the world has to offer for me (laughs) and that's a nice way to get a man to get out of that cycle yeah and then I was telling him you know because we weren't sure if we would be exclusive or not and the old Meredith would have wanted to play it cool not to put too much pressure on him but I told him I was like if freedom for you means being open to a ton of possibilities that's great. I'm not here to change your mind. However, I don't feel safe in that situation and I'll readjust my boundaries accordingly. So I'm not going to sit here and ask you to choose me if that feels constricting to your freedom. But for me, freedom, like a female orgasm, think of when you finally orgasm, you're completely surrendering control to yourself or to whoever. And that usually only comes for on a psychological level for females, like when we feel free when we feel safe yes completely relaxed and vulnerable yeah completely relaxed knowing that you're safe to be held yes and so that was a huge theme in our relationship and it caused him to be like okay well I realize that your safety like you are important to me and I want you to feel free therefore I want you to feel safe so he ended up committing to me and realized he was even more free when we were together because he had a rock that was always there for him amidst all of his travels and you wrote a song about it. And I wrote a song about it called Chosen, <laughs> which is you can still be free and choose me. <laughs> and this is such a perfect example of using all of these tools and all of this knowledge truly for the best, for you, for him, for your relationship. Now you're married. Like what an incredible story. And if you hadn't had this wisdom, that conversation might not have gone that way, you know, and it could have been a missed opportunity. Well, totally. And it would be remiss of me to say that, so much of the shadow work and archetypes that has really helped me and helped me a lot the year before I met Spencer was Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott um, of looking at our shadow sides and learning to love our shadow sides from a place of not like I'm broken, but actually I love myself so much that I want to accept all sides of myself. 
she has such a playful way about it too, but she has a quote in it from um, Young, Carl Young. Yes. Uh, that's like... He's the king of the archetypes. The king of the <laughs> archetypes, the ruler of the subconscious. The modern king. <laughs> the modern king, the Brad Pitt of, <laughs> of the subconscious. But yeah, he says, um, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will rule our lives and we will call it fate. Yes. And that's this whole idea of like, you can't just change your behavior. You have to look at something so deep within yourselves and that will inform your behavior. Mm -hmm. So I want to tie it back uh, to your situation before we wrap up. I mean, we'll definitely have to have a part two, three, four, six, seven on shadow sides and archetypes. But yeah. How are you feeling now having reflected on that after your situation that you mentioned at the beginning? Great question. I feel just a sense of completeness. And it's not to say that I don't still feel that little annoyance, that little pang of of feeling like I'm not being or feeling like the princess that I want to be. Yeah. But there's a sense just within me of wholeness. And, you know, part of that has just evolved over the past couple of years of living here and being surrounded by you and, and people who are really supportive of this kind of work and introspection and I look at that um, compared with that girl I was describing before myself sitting at dinner with a guy who's just like who just wants me to be happy and lively and smiley and energetic and bubbly and I'm just so much happier to be this person now because it feels so much more real and even if it's not so positive it's kind of, I've shattered my own illusion of believing that you have to be just pure happiness to ha- to make people feel comfortable around you. Yeah, I love that. And I think that this situation is such an opportunity and catalyst for growth and more acceptance for yourself to have that awareness. And when you have that, you either call that person to their highest self by setting your boundary or by, you know, showing that self-acceptance for yourself or like not taking it personally. Exactly. Or or they continue on their own journey and it creates space for other people who are ready to meet you there. Yeah, and that's the other part that feels so much more comfortable now. Like I see this other person, if they're not behaving exactly the way I want them to, it's not really, it's not personal. And I see the fuller picture of who they are and all of the things that they're battling with and grappling with and insecure about and unsure about. And so then I get to sort of see them for who they are and separate it from me and my own reaction. Right. And the thing is, we all have like the inner shadow and light child and they have their own inner shadow that they're ashamed of that they're dealing with. And it's just such a good reminder not to put people on pedestals. Yes. Um, and and to not, you know, devalue ourselves or others because we're all fighting our own demons. But, you know, hopefully this episode has helped everyone love their own demons yeah, a little bit more. And hopefully you find someone whose demons just match up nicely with yours. Yeah, you have a little demon play date. <laughs> exactly. It's not explosive, but <laughs> fiery nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, to wrap up for everyone listening, I think a great journaling question would be, um, how can I accept my shadow side more? Where is my shadow side coming up in my life and what would more acceptance of that look like? 
And I think another great question to look at it would be, um, in what ways have I been triggered by other people's shadow side? How might I be able to not take that personally? And instead, how might I be able to grow from that or to be able to be called to my highest self from that? I love that. Do you have any other ones you wanted to add? I think... I think um, the last one would be maybe just, yeah, think about a moment where you've maybe felt like some something else has taken over you. You know, mm-hmm. those moments when you feel like you're not quite yourself and you're you're almost like looking at yourself from a distance as you're reacting, like who is that and what's happening? Yeah. And try and put yourself in those positions and, and see that as not really you, but this ancient pattern of behavior that's sort of just been passed down that you can work with oh my gosh and on that cliffhanger we are going to that's a really beautiful way of putting it we definitely have to do a whole episode on patterns can't wait and where they come from how they're still showing up can't wait how we can transform them so we'll leave you guys on that cliffhanger you just have to stay tuned for more powerful stuff we can't give you all the powerful stuff in one episode be too powerful. Just bursting out. <laughs> Just bursting. Okay, should we take a three breaths together to close out? Let's do it. Inhale, breathing in. Breathing acceptance and love to your shadow side, exhaling it out, <sighs> feeling it merge with your light. One beautiful, harmonious, complete, accepted person. Second breath in. Breathing in any new wisdoms or insights from today's episode and exhaling them, feeling them embodied in your being. And then third and deepest breath in. Breathing in the centered moment of presence and exhale, letting it carry you beyond this episode into the rest of your day. Thank you all for listening to Powerful Stuff. I'm Meredith Baker. I'm Eileen Legu. And we will see you next episode. Thanks. to the Powerful Stuff Podcast. We're your hosts, Meredith Baker and Eileen Legiu. We hope that you learn some powerful stuff that you can take away and implement into your own life. And if you do, we would love it if you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Powerful Stuff. And if something deeply resonates with you and you share it on social media, tag us. We would love to hear from you. And we will also see you next week for some more Powerful, powerful Stuff. stuff.